You're listening to Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information, check out chrisblair.com. Hey, everybody out there listening in podcast land or wherever you are listening to this today. Uh, This is another episode of Stories Behind the Songs. I am your host, Chris Blair. And chances are, if you are a music fan of any kind, at some point you've been to a show at a fair or festival or something like that. Maybe it's a local festival in your hometown or maybe it's a songwriters festival that you've gone to like Key West Songwriters Festival, Annapolis, Muscle Shoals or the St. Augustine Songwriters Festival. I'm gonna get into that in just a little bit but that is our guest today. Arliss Albritton, good friend of mine, I've known him pretty much since I moved to town. He's originally from Florida, moved to Nashville, had a little stint in Muscle Shoals where he worked for the famous Fame Studios. Then he came to town and started running around with a bunch of buddies that he met when he first moved to town. And we kind of all grew up in that uh, friendship. Guys like Dirk Bentley, Randy Hauser, Jared Neiman, Jamie Johnson, Halfway to Hazard guys, Brian Davis, and then songwriters like Stephen Dale Jones who wrote One More Day for Diamond Rio, which, that relationship led to Arliss getting his first cut by Diamond Rio. Since then, he's had songs cut by Jamie Johnson, Luke Bryan, Parmalee, Vandaliers, Josh Thompson, Curtis Grimes, Keith Anderson, Halfway to Hazard, John Michael Montgomery, Diamond Rio. I mean, I could go on and on. I, I just, there's, there's uh, Brian Davis, Craig Wayne Boyd, uh, Stephen Lee Olson, Scotty Berg, Cliff Cody. Yeah, I mean, literally, I could go on and on. He's he's had so much success as a writer and honestly does not get enough credit. He is he has done so much and he's just very humble and he doesn't he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. In my opinion, I think he's amazing and he deserves more credit. But anyway, um, he also was a manager for a long time. He managed Jamie Johnson and just recently Kenny G. Um, and there's. There's a lot of stories we can't talk about. Some of them I might or might not have been involved in. Um, but he is going to touch on that a little bit in this episode and talk about like stories about how he slept in Matthew McConaughey's Airstream uh, while he was Jamie Johnson's manager. Pretty cool stuff. But again, we're going to dive into kind of that outside of songwriting in a way and look at what it takes to come up with an idea for a festival fundraising, putting it together, getting the word out, getting the artist, all of that. I love what he's done. Um, I was sitting with him having a drink from day one when he started talking about the idea to do this. And I am honored that he's brought me to St. Augustine every year to host the main stage. And I get to introduce every single writer that performs and uh, hang out with some of my best friends in the industry, always meet new friends. It's always a blast. Um, it's just really cool. I loved this episode. We actually did it down in St. Augustine when we were down there for the festival just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, so I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. This is my buddy, Arliss Albritton. Let's go. Hey everybody, here's another episode of Stories Behind the Songs. I am your host, Chris Blair, and this is a little bit different today. We are in Florida. I know. It's crazy. I am with my buddy, Arliss Albatrin, and he puts on the St. Augustine Songwriters Festival every year, and I'm just so glad to be down here at the Colonial Oak 
with you. I'm my so man. glad to have you, dude. Thank you so much. It's going to be a blast. You. We're going to we're going to get to talk about songwriting, which yes, we always do right? because you're an incredible songwriter. Thank you, thank you. But also kind of shifting it up about uh, stories behind the festival. Okay, and what happens like uh, we we started talking about this festival from day one. Yes. So I knew all the planning that was going on. Right. And now, right. and you've, you've been involved with a couple. Yes. Uh, yes. so a lot of great stuff to dive into. So let's, let's just, go. <laughs> let's kind of, let's kind of go back to the beginning. I always okay. start, uh, you know, letting all the listeners just know how you got into music in the first place. Okay. That's so kind of walk me through. Uh, so that. yeah, I could do that. I moved in, uh, moved to Nashville from, uh, Florida, Palmetto, Florida. And I lived in my car and all that, like everybody else. And, uh, just, Started working in the industry. I was a tape copy guy at Fame with Rick Hall and all those guys from Muscle Shoals, but they had an office in Nashville. So I was kind of his go-to guy when it came to tape copies and stuff. And then as that moved on, uh, I met Stephen Dale Jones, Dirk Bentley, and all these guys, and we all just started writing together. And one day, Stephen Dale Jones wrote this little song called One More Day, mm. and he was at their number one party, Jimon Rio's number one party, and he had a guitar vocal of our song we wrote and gave it to diamond rio and he goes hey this will be your next hit and they cut it like two weeks later and i was like what that was my first cut and then i got signed to emi and progressively went to warner and it just it stumbled into this professional songwriting side of me so yeah and it's been a blast how was it in the room writing such an epic hit uh like what what's the story behind that song well i didn't write that one Okay. One more I, day. No, I, no. I didn't think. No, no. I, was I wrote. We all fall down. But away. he. It was his song. He wrote, and then we went in and uh, to the number one party. Yes. And he just happened to hand it our song to them. Okay. And I was like, what? This, okay. And, this yes. makes sense. Yeah, because I'm sitting here going, dude, you've been holding out on me because no. I like I know you're a great writer, <laughs> but like I did not know he, that he you wrote them that a CD. That's okay. how old we are. Okay. <laughs> Here's a CD. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it wasn't a tape, right? No. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. We're up to the CD level. Yeah. Exactly. That age. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. so you have you have that happen. Yes. Uh, and then you start working with all these great publishers. Yeah. All these great publishers, song pluggers. Uh, it, it was amazing, and I got in this little circle. I met like Randy Hauser, Jamie John. Johnson, Jared Neiman, Lee Bryce, Brian Davis, Halfway to Hazard Boys, Keith Anderson, and we just kind of became a clique, and they all started cutting my songs, and we would write together. I started getting outside cuts with Luke Bryan and Parmalee and Vandaliers and all these guys. Like it's, I'm the cut guy, but never the hit guy, right? Yeah. Well, that way, uh, just Josh Thompson took one to like 24 or something like that back in the day. So that was fun. Higher, I, I loved higher than one I have. So that's good. <laughs> well, we're both busy now. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I continue to write. It's more of a <clears throat> hobby and I'm having so much fun with it now. I don't have, uh, as much as I love publishers and working with them, I don't have that beat down all the time. Like, yeah. what do you have? I need this. You, you're at your point. You got to have a song this month or two songs or whatever your quota is and it just got to the point where now I'm just free. I call up my buddies and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's not write today. Let's go golf. Okay. It doesn't matter now. It's just fun. You, you know? come over and you write with my neighbor and then you just leave and don't yeah. say hi. Yeah. I come over to your neighbor, Rob yeah. Williford. And I yeah. write with Rob and then we head out. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome. So, um, you also, you've, you've done so much in this industry. Um, yeah. and I mean, there's probably stories that we can't even talk about on here because <laughs> some of them that I've, I've been involved in when you used to manage Jamie Johnson yes. and we had some wild times down in oh Key West. Gosh, like, man. That but, was crazy. Uh, 
But how, you know, like, and you still work with Kenny G, yes? Uh, I just or left Kenny G. Just left. Yeah, he, okay. he's a great guy, but uh, I wanted to grow festivals a little more. Yep. And he, he's touring the world, and, uh, you know, instead of just coming down here for 10 days, 12 days, two weeks, whatever, it's three months out with him or, and stuff. So it gets yeah. a little trying, and you come home, and your kids are like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the management just overall with Jamie and – Kenny those, and, yeah, and and everything yeah. that you've done, like how, what what's been what's been the struggles and um and the blessings of that? Oh well, the blessings are just connecting with everybody because Jamie's fame allowed me to have conversations with people I never would, like sleeping at Matthew McConaughey's Airstreamer in front of his house and things like that. Right? It's like that's no big deal. That's no big deal. You, yeah. yeah, hanging with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and everybody, yeah. yeah. But you don't um think of that when you're just trying to get up to this certain level and i noticed you know as the fame took off um you just got to meet different people but they all i mean that's what was cool about it just yeah. getting to travel everywhere and then affording things finally once in my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey you want rice with hot sauce or rice with pepper <laughs> yeah so the music industry is awesome until you get a paycheck yeah because yeah, yeah. you don't get one there's zero <laughs> yeah. and I, some songwriters they're just if you don't have the hits, I don't know how they're surviving. Yeah. So, but uh, man, there's so many talented songwriters in Nashville. It's so cool to see all this new generation coming in. Truly, is. and the yeah. talent they have is blows my mind. Yeah, it just blows my mind. Yeah, so it's amazing. Uh, I think that's a, a good transition. Let's let's move into everything that you've done. Okay, for where we are for St. Augustine. Okay, and the festival side because, um, you know, I wanna I wanna go into the behind the scenes of everything that you have had to do okay uh how you even thought about saint augustine yeah absolutely. the the struggles you went through to find sponsors and and grow the money to be able to support this and absolutely. all that but i also um you know talking about the struggling artist i think it's really cool because we've known each other for gosh how Years, long now yeah plus. almost 20 yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. yeah so you know, like I've always loved your heart and like the, just the, the way that you just pour into other people, yeah. you know, it's never Thank about you. Arliss. It's about oh, everybody else. I appreciate and like, it, man. and I've seen you do that since day one of this festival Yeah, where you start, we're sitting here at the colonial Oak, right yeah. in front of the stage that you graciously have allowed me to come host every oh, single you're year. You're amazing at it, dude. I'm going to make you come every year. I, Are you kidding? Hey, I, I love it. <laughs> I and, love uh, it. but you know, in just a couple hours, we're going to kick it off. And yep. you always start with local writers yes. that, that are from here. Right. Um, and that's amazing. And even one of them, Davis Luce, yes. who I met several years ago, I told him, hey, if you ever want to move to Nashville, I will give you a job at the listening room. I love that. And two years later, he there was he, he was there. And now he's <laughs> killing it and writing I, with everybody. And it's I know. He texted awesome. me and he goes, I'm going to work at... The listening room, and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, um, you know, talk, just walk me through all of that because you have put so much into this. And so it's, it's amazing. it started originally, you know, when I was managing Jamie day to day, tour managing day to day. I was doing all this work and effort. And Charlie Bauer, I used yep. to go to Key West Songwriters Festival as an artist, as a writer, right. and sing all the songs that you get cut. And then when I was down there, he, took me and he goes man Arliss I want this to have a bigger artist and take it up a level I said well I'll tell you what why don't I ask Jamie and see if he'll come down and we'll put on a big old show and we did 
and we it was so massive there was so many people and then next thing you know more people started getting involved in these bigger acts and then after that it's just there's huge acts that come down there now and i just saw all that process and i saw how charlie took it from this organic side and made it a little bigger than i probably would have done but mm-hmm. the organic growth of it blew my mind he started with like 15 maybe less than that at the hog's breath six seven riders yeah. and he just had them through the day <clears throat> and yep. they did one day show and then they hauled butt yeah and now there's over 200 plus riders 40 plus stages it's like insane it's crazy so yeah. i'm the lead production now on that i'm running all their stages for them and helping them all do that and uh but i charlie wanted to come here and open one and do one and i said let's do it i'll partner with you and do it and then he got a little to where he was so busy and he had a lot of things going on in his life. He goes, he, we just went to breakfast one day. And he goes, you just take the lead on St. Augustine Songwriters Festival. And if you know one guy in St. Augustine, it, it needs to be Dylan Rumrell. <laughs> yes, that is 100% true. He is the sweetest human being on earth. And he is willing to, for this community and for music, to go out of his way and make things happen. And so with that, his heart and mind, we... There's no way. We just knew we couldn't fail. We yeah. could work our, our, our butts off and make this happen. And he's the key role in making it happen here. And Lady Bozard, yep. she took a chance on me. She didn't know me. Uh, and she goes, I tell you what, this is what we'll do. And so I call, we got the hotel involved to, for a sponsorship. And they were like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what this is, but we'll give you 10 hotel rooms. And I was like, perfect. So I brought nine riders down and I had a hotel room. That's how we got started. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kept it as cheap as possible, and it was such a success, and people came out and just got attached to it because for the first time this town saw that Kenny Chesney didn't write this number one song, this guy did, and he was just in a bar five minutes ago drinking with me, and he's so cool, and then they get attached to the writers because it's like a, it's an outlet for the writers to come down and hang, and it's something for the community to grab onto as ownership because they get to hang with the riders and hear their stories and not even from the stage but in a bar or at a restaurant or walking down st george street there yeah. and it's amazing you know so yeah. it's i love it i love it what were what were probably like anybody out there that uh which you know not a lot of people start a festival right but um you know just people interested in the, in the kind of behind the scenes like what do you think your biggest challenges were um in starting this, you know, like the place is beautiful. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. That's um, easy. Yeah. You know, and I, and you just talked about, you know, trying to, you know, find the right people, which yes. Dylan and Letty were a huge part yes. of, but like, what else? Like, you know, I just, think it was talking to the songwriters. Most of the songwriters that came initially, I had a strong relationship with really good friends yeah. and they knew that I dealt with all the other stuff and helped with Key West and all these other songwriters festivals. So they were willing to come down and take a chance. Yeah. And they were willing to come down very inexpensively at first because I said, please just allow me to grow this. And once it started growing, now I'm able to kind of commit a little more to them and give them more access to hotel, better hotels and things like that, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, which is great. And secondly, I think my strongest part was I couldn't find employees really or helper that was willing to come down for just four days and work and bust their butts as hard as me yeah so <laughs> i just did it all yeah. for like six years it was just me five years dylan and all them helped but like when it came to like calling everybody booking the flights hotel sure. and all that it was just you know i just did it all yeah in I the mean, middle of kenny g's tour and all that <laughs> yeah, other stuff yeah just like, a couple of things yeah, you got just going 18 on. other things yeah. and i'm like ah so. yeah 
Yeah, it's been crazy. Well, dude, you've done a you've done a great job with it. I mean, from day one, I mean, we've gone to we've gone to multiple festivals together. Yes. And, yeah. And they're all good. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's something about this. I've told you this before that like this festival from day one, um, not growing into it. Yeah. Day one, like the drivers at the airport. Oh, they're amazing. so organized. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. Like they, they, I, I, like, I still talk to the drivers from day, you know, <laughs> yeah, that are still, that yeah. Mark, they're yeah. the best, man. I mean, they text me throughout the year, like, oh, hey, man, awesome. how, how's Nashville doing? You know, like, know it's great. just, it's just great. It's been, it's like a, it's like a family. And I, I think it's important. Like, we're here at Colonial Oak. We've mentioned Colonial Oak a couple times. Yeah. Um, there's a show that, uh, just, started a minute ago okay okay right down so i think it's important to talk about them too because prohibition kitchen is also were, a great yeah venue they were for day you. one they yeah. were they were with us since day one and shane's a great guy he uh, he owns that and he's alley and all that stuff yeah. it's a great little corner on the street there but he was in day one yeah and i don't know if anybody else was in and then but once it started and he they realized that oh this is really neat it brought in a lot of their community and faces that usually don't come it's like nashville locals don't come down here a lot right in nashville right locals don't really come down here a lot they stay out and so this is bringing them in and they're drinking at the bars that you know and all that and so it's like hey that's my neighbor like this you know it's like and so it's it's been a good change for everybody it's a it's a good growth but and then we got trade winds our late night yep which Oh man, Jana is the best. Like she, she's amazing. She just outfitted the whole restaurant with a new air conditioning unit, so we wouldn't be too hot. Yeah, so it's great. But and I mean, you can hardly get in there. You, like if you, that like, one's like a specialty. So it's like if you're not there early to get in, you the capacity you don't get in. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm on the VIP list. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm here hosting <laughs> until the last round. So you get to go right about in. halfway through that last round. I see people starting to get out, and, the, and I'm like, oh man. And <laughs> I get down there. There's a line down the block, oh, and dude. it's like I just walk up to the front, and be like, yeah, I'm the host. I, I might <laughs> uh, start a new late night. <laughs> yeah, two late nights. Yeah. But. There's something special about trade wins. You know, it's where Buffett got booed off the stage at one time. I don't know if you know. Yeah, that. I did. Yeah, yeah, and all that. And everybody's played. Everybody's played there. And Buffett and People Magazine, I think it was, said it's his favorite dive bar he's yeah. ever been in. So that speaks volumes. Yeah. You know, that's amazing how that place is. It's yeah. an amazing place. So man, it just kind of hit me that like, um, we just lost him. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I know. uh, I, you know, just the connection to this, uh, to this town and. Um and everything that's just uh it's kind of crazy we're gonna yeah. be hanging out at Trade Winds tonight I know I know that, that's so. why I got Jesse Rice and Cliff Cody yeah perfect because yeah I got the the, the king of Parrothead yeah and then I got Cliff Cody the king of Key West yeah uh, that's why I actually put him there tonight as a late night for that purpose see see y'all this is why I <laughs> wanted to interview this guy because. It's not just like, okay, here's some random names. Let's just put them somewhere. You actually think about what <laughs> yes, you're doing. Yes, yes. And Keo's going to drum for him. I got Keo to come uh, down. Yeah. He's Big and Rich's drummer yep. and all these guys. He's And now we can Ken say Mo. also today is the, the Today Show drummer. He is the Today Show Isn't drummer. Isn't that crazy? That, I was like, I was good. dude, man, my he's, boy. He's Keo. got a couple other secrets that will come out later. Yeah, so that'll yeah. be good. That'll be good. Yeah. Tiny drum, Ben Williamson. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the artists that come here, though, uh, it's a vibe, you know. Yeah, it and truly is. I I know some writers that I'll have down here, and they just don't 
interact with everybody and that's fine because that's their personality and they write hits and that's about storytelling and giving the fans what they want but i also maintain that the writers that come down and put on a great vibe just very positive energy talking to everybody they're not going to shoo away fans and stuff like that that's a big thing man it's a big big thing for a festival to have those type of writers come down so yeah it's really cool aj cross being one of the guys that hang out with everybody you know he's amazing This episode is brought to you by Sennheiser Microphones. When we first started this podcast, we were using some older microphones and Sennheiser came in and sponsored us and gave us some MK4s and 914s. And I mean, I'm telling you, it's made all of the difference in the world. We love these microphones. We use them at the listening room as well. And I just can't say enough great things about them. Go check out Sennheiser.com. If you are into music in any way, their microphones are hands down the best on the planet. Go check them out, Sennheiser.com. And thank you, Sennheiser, for the support and the sponsorship. We love y'all. Um, that That's also one of the things that I've loved about this is like the other festivals that, although great, They've a lot. A lot of them have gotten so big. Yeah. it's just crazy, and you yeah. can't go to you know you can't see every every show that you right. want to see, and you've kept this intimate for a reason, and um, and it's it's become like I mean, there's people from from Jacksonville and from all over the place that like yeah. come every year that yeah that I like I've become friends with yeah, like I Montana, in, Arkansas, yeah. Denmark, yeah, <laughs> um, and I mean like. You know, it's, uh, I think just in case, uh, she's listening, um, you know, I think, you know, one of somebody that became a, a dear, dear friend to all of us is Chris Cowboy Chris. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he struggled with, uh, with cancer. He for, was at every festival a, a long time. Every festival. And he made it a, he made it a point to be here. Yeah. And we right. lost him a couple months ago. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, and his wife called me, um, you know, like the day after and was like, yeah, I just, that meant so much to me and it just broke my heart. And it's like, but that is, that is what you have built here. Arliss uh, is like, it's, cool. it's more than a festival. It's become very family. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was hoping it would become. Uh, I got a lot of people that always want me to grow it, grow it. And I'm going to have to grow it because we're sure kind of rocking a little capacity action. So if I have two bars, but I'll make sure that you're not going to miss a songwriter, right? Yeah. If you, one songwriter is not going to play one show, and then you that you have to see that, or it's nothing, right? So we'll work on all that eventually. Yeah. So, but this is I like where it's at. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit uh, before we wrap up, okay. because I want to kind of go back to your songwriting, okay? Um, since that's really what this uh, podcast is all about, is okay. the stories band the songs. I thought it would be cool to just kind of shift it up and talk about the festival because you've done such a great job. I appreciate it. I thank um, you. And everybody listening, if you've never been to St. Augustine, number one, you should come visit come any on, time of the year because down. it's incredible. I love yeah, this place. It's, it's amazing. It's so the much oldest, history. Old, old, old. Oldest so city old. in the in the U.S. It's old. <laughs> I mean, Flagler College has Tiffany glass yes! uh, with bulletproof glass on each side of it because it's like, <laughs> it's, can you imagine going to a college man, where your dorm room is million like, dollars yeah, in, just yeah. in that little area alone. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, if uh, if if you have never been here for the festival specifically, it's always end of September, early October. Please come visit. Uh, we'll see you next year. Yes, we'll um, see you next year. We'll be here. I'll be hosting it, and uh, it'll be great. But yes. 
Shifting back to songwriting, um, okay. what would you say your favorite song is that you've written and tell me a story about it? Okay, I've got a few, but I would say, as weird as this is, Luke Bryan cut it. Julie Roberts cut it originally, Mina Mascara, Breakdown Here. Mm -hmm. She cut it originally, and then Luke Bryan ended up cutting it on Tailgate and Tan Lines, and it's just called Too Damn Young. And so me and Casey, uh, the other songwriter, when we were starting to write it, it was like we didn't have a title. We just started spitting out these lyrics, and we just wanted to paint this beautiful picture. We wanted to be so storytelling, and we wanted so much image in it that it was undeniable. And then we got down all the way to the chorus, and we had no title. We still didn't have a title. <laughs> and then we were just talking, and I think I said, uh, man, these kids in this story are just too damn young to know like what they have and that is stuck too damn young to know any better. Right. So we called it too damn young. And it was a week went by and I was about to demo, had a session going and nobody on their team was like, yeah, demo that song. I was like, you know what? I'm going to demo this one. So I called Jamie Johnson to sing the demo on it. And even he loved it. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, Jamie likes it. Everybody's liking this. And it turned out great. And it got cut a couple times over, but it's still one of my, favorite pictorial songs you know i like the songs that give me images and yeah i'm already in the room and i don't even have to be there you know that kind of thing so i can smell it yeah without being there you know yeah. so i love it yeah um all right as we wrap up i okay. always end with the same question okay so everything you've done through working with publishers and writing yourself okay and being a manager on the road Starting a successful songwriters festival, okay. assisting with other great festivals. All right, you've been through you've been through it all. Yes, you're gonna go back to eight year old Arliss. <laughs> what advice do you give yourself today? Eight year old Arliss. There you go. Yes. <laughs> do not pick the guitar up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't pick a guitar up till I was 18, <clears throat> to be honest with wow. you. But yeah. Eight-year-old Arliss would probably say, um, be kind. You're not always the smartest man in the room. Don't pretend to be. And if you are, you should leave and find people and surround yourself with really good people. Because that's one thing, you know, We in our trials of life, you go and you find yourself with folks that just want to get high on the couch and whatever. And you're like, well, they're just sitting here. I got to we got to find stuff. And the minute I, like I met Brian Davis when, mm -hmm. when I first moved to town and his goal was my goal. And that was to be a songwriter, a successful songwriter. And then we met Dirk Bentley and his goal was our goal. And then we just kept going down the line. And I'm like, this is what I should have been doing all along is you don't have to trim the dead weight, but find people with like-minded goals as you that you can talk to and, and you can have that success in mm. your future as you keep going. Mm. That's kind of what I would. I went down some paths that were like, oh, you get comfortable and you're looking at your, what you really want to do over there across the room mm -hmm. and you're like, boy, I'd love to walk over there and get that, you know. And, yeah. But you, you don't because you don't know how to do that process. But if you surround yourself with like-minded people, you're going to figure that out together. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so good. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, especially for the young writers that are moving to Nashville and and getting started, it is so easy. Like <clears throat> it's fortunate or unfortunate because the fortunate side of it is that there's 
always something going on. Yeah. And a, and a way to socialize and meet poor people. Right. That's great. Right. <clears throat> the unfortunate side of it is that typically alcohol and craziness oh. gets involved with that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, like I know early on, you know, both of us were, we, we had our crazy party days. Oh yeah. And absolutely. still do every now and then. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's, um, I, I, as you were telling that, like, you know, I remember, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago when things were changing in my life because yeah. of having my first, my first child, my yeah. baby girl, my, yeah. my angel, um, you know, and I started to realize like, Hey, this, this life that I'm living right now is not what I want to be living No. And if I look at the trajectory of the listening room, yeah, that's when things started to change. Right. You, you know, my you focus changed honed in like, on it. This is what I'm going to do. And put yourself in the room with people that are smarter than you. And if yeah. you're the smartest person, leave. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause it's so great. You're, you can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Or you would be a millionaire on a yacht somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, another thing too is in your circle of friends that you get to meet in songwriting community, you should never find a jealous bone in your body when your friend has a number one and you don't. You should celebrate those moments with them because you all worked hard to get there. Yeah. And if you can't celebrate with your friend when he gets a number one because you're jealous or it should have been you and all that, that is... You're taking Can't it out that. of your, you know, God's hands and putting it in yours and it'll never work that yeah. way. It'll never work that way. You yeah. should celebrate everybody's success. hundred percent. Yeah. I see that a lot in Nashville. They're like, that dude can't even rhyme or whatever. You're like, well, you know what? He worked hard. He, yeah. He got where he got because he worked hard. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for having me, man. Dude, thank you so much. This has been, been awesome. A, yeah. It's been I a love blast. these things. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everybody out there, uh, please, we'll put uh, liner notes of how you can follow Arliss, how you can follow the St. Augustine Songwriters Festival awesome. and all of that. So uh, thank you guys so much. And please come visit St. Augustine. It's a beautiful place. Thank you. Stop by the Colonial Oak. Prohibition Kitchen, Trade Winds. St. Sebastian Winery. Uh, St. Sebastian Winery. Yeah, that was a great a time last one. night. Yes, yeah, kickoff, uh, yeah. the VIP kickoff party every I year. I love so. it. I love that. And yeah. the Amp. If you haven't had a chance to go visit oh, the yeah. amphitheater here, it mm. is top notch. It's probably, I think it's voted top five or three it, in it, the United States. It's amazing here. Yeah, yeah we, uh, I mean, we could go. I was just talking to uh, the guys from War Hippies yeah. last night, and yeah. they played last week. Yes. And said it was like the biggest crowd and the biggest stage they have 17, ever played. 17,000 people, man. It's so, crazy. It yeah. was amazing. Awesome. I got so. to stage manage that stage, too. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I do it all. <laughs> yeah. I was I was like, dude, why didn't you come down and uh, tell me to come down early? And like, I should have. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Well, thank you man, again. Man, yeah, it's been a blast. I love you, dude. I love, I love you your too, heart. Buddy. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And this has been another Stories Behind the Songs episode with Arliss Albatrin. We'll see you next time. All right. This has been an episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information after the show, head over to chrisblair.com. That's where you can find information on these episodes, trailer notes, video links, all kinds of great stuff. Also, make sure to leave us a great rating on iTunes. Like and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I really hope that you think this show is awesome and we really appreciate the love and support. I promise to keep gathering great content and continuing to sit down with more amazing songwriters and artists as we grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. 
We'll see you next time.